position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which everyone, total meritocracy, everyone, regardless of size, amount of money, regardless of amount of developers, and prospective sales, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know. Uh, join us on Steam and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news, we have the latest titles that we are interested in, of course, features, you know, like kind of in depth looks or reviews, and then we have, of course, everyone's favorite. The deals! Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of... It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Hello, friends and neighbors. Welcome to episode number 257 of the Best Linux Games Podcast. Being recorded for you on this Friday, September 27th of 2019 at uh, uh, 1900... 1926 hours. Uh, make it for our f- sequel friends. 2019-09-27-1926. Uh, uh, or, for the rest of us, 7 p.m., 7.26 p.m., uh, Pacific Coast time, left coast, coast for the most, crack engineer Ivor Molina, we will talk about him in our top stories, but he is, once again, actually holding up the whiskey sign. So, tip, 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 and we're gonna need it this week. Trust me, kids, we're gonna need it. Oh. There, good. So, let's get straight to our top stories. This week. First of all, the wedding, Joe Jokimon Kendall's wedding, was absolutely fantastic. Oh, wait, no. First, the wedding was great. It was absolutely one of the most remarkable weddings I've ever attended, and by far the best wedding of any friend that I've attended um, in my lifetime. 
Um, it was memorable. It was touching. It was heart heartfelt throughout. Um, it was a wonderful. I mean, it was it was a it was a magical wedding. It was it was a wonderful magical wedding, and that's coming from me, a stoic, stolid, fucking, curmudgeonly prick-faced asshole. It was, I mean, like, it was all I could do to not cry throughout most of it. Uh, officiated by, I mean, I won't bore you with all the details of the uh, proceedings, but uh, you know, many friends who had not been together in a long time uh, were brought together. Avengers Assemble, and there was a secret Batman theme I went as the Penguin. Uh, Webster went as the Riddler. And uh, Matt actually just was himself uh, the best man. Uh, brother of the of Le Groom, Joe Jigamon Kendall, who went as secretly Batman. Secretly, of course. Um, and all the bridesmaids wore cowls and then threw them off at the very... But uh, one of our oldest friends... Uh, Jesse Smigel officiated and it did so as Commissioner Gordon and I mean when I say that it was a joyous occasion, it was the drunkest and most stone wedding I think I may have ever been to, but it wasn't out of control <coughs> it was everything you could want mm. it was touching, it was poignant it was hilarious everyone had a great time and it was in the glorious Pacific Northwest so that leads us to two of our of our main things here. First of all, while I was away in the Pacific Northwest, I rented a little car from Turo. Oh my god, what an amazing experience. Re- rented a little red car. The guy taking off the governor. Uh, maxed out at 140 miles an hour. A little Lexus hatchback. Um, red. Um, and I never driven in Seattle before. It was so much fun. It took a ferry... Like, I wanted to just take pictures of the car a lot, but then once I got into the wedding, once I got to the rehearsal and stuff, holy shit, what a fucking awesome time. Mm. And that's just on the groom's side. Like, Sarah, the bride, before I forget, many happy returns. Many, many, many happy returns on the Blessed Union of Jokimon and Sarah. I mean... This was the, this is the way you want to send off people into married life. It reminded me. I'm getting. Te- I'm tearing up right now. I'm trying not to, but I'm tearing up a little bit because this was in Pools Bow on Bainbridge Island, uh, outside of Seattle. Um, it's just majestic, majestic. You had the Puget. Yeah, yeah. You had the sound there, and I mean the sounds everywhere. And these giant fucking trees and all of these people who are all everyone was so happy. Um it was it was it was a magical thing, but uh I, I totally lost track of my, my train of thought. But uh Jesse as Commissioner Gorin just I, I told him like that was pretty good, man. Yeah. That was like a give it a strong eight probably 9 out of 10, 9.5 out of 10. It was so good. He had everyone laughing and then everyone crying. Um, 
And when uh, he was like, he was like, I look upon you, brothers and sisters, dearly beloved, gathered here today, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I thought he was going to start off with, dearly beloved, we are gathered here to get through this shit called life. Electric word life, and that means forever. But no, he started off with, Mowage, true. <laughs> but uh, in the middle of the sermon, oh god, it was so great. The vows were hilarious. Um, and it was just the right size, about 100 people, maybe 80, 80 to 100 people. Um, and the bridesmaids were just, it was so much fun getting to hang out with all of these cool people. Um, and have a wedding the way it was supposed to be done in this works progress WPA works progress administration uh, building is a long long house on the sound uh, built in 1937 and uh, it was my favorite my favorite wedding that I've seen in film is probably the Deadwood wedding end of season 2 Where it is just this simple, simple ceremony. This was that simple ceremony. But anyway, so so Jesse's up there as Commissioner Gordon, and I'm up there as the Penguin, and Webster's there, and Matt's there, and I mean we hadn't seen each other in forever. It was so great to have everybody there. Um. But so Jesse continues on with with the the sermon and uh, post the vows and stuff, and he's like. And looking out on all of you, I'm reminded of a Bible verse I'm sure that all of you all of you are familiar with. I'm sure you're all thinking of it as well. And thou shalt not touch the unclean birds or eat of them. And then he lists this huge litany of birds. And I mean, I almost lost my shit when he got to the cormorant. And I'm on the verge of tears and I have a monocle stuck in my face with uh, spirit gum and and it's just so pretty um he's like I almost lost my shit when he got to the cormorant cause he's like the cormorant he's like let's off 20 fucking birds he reads the whole fucking passage and of course the bat at which point and I, I couldn't see this from my vantage point cause I'm like up there you know by everybody I'm in line um with the wedding party um at which point, Jokimon flips out from underneath his vest, his tie, which is a Batman tie. The bridesmaids throw off their uh, the cowls from their opera capes. Um, it was just amazing. But during this amazingness, uh, Ivor built a robot skin suit. He's now more machine than man. He's more he more closely resembles Krang than he does the original Ivor. Hmm. Yeah, no, he can talk again, but we're not giving him a mic. He's holding up the whiskey sign again, though. So, cheers, many happy returns to one of my oldest friends, Jokimon Kendall. And, uh, thanks for bringing us all together for this. It was an amazing, amazing trip. Even though that did... Oh, by the way, Ivor... It's a nice skin suit, but you're fired still. Um, yeah, I mean, I wish I could have got. I wish I could have hung out more with everybody. It was so cool. 
It was really cool. Uh, and I just, I, I, I don't think I embarrassed myself too badly. Um, but it was, it was something else. It was, it was, it was the Deadwood, it was the equivalent of the Deadwood wedding, which ends, I mean, it's the simplest wedding in the show. It's the simplest wedding. You know, they gather, they get everybody who they like together. And, uh, there's a mandolin and a violin. And they, they, you know, they play the mandolin and, and then, uh, Shy Ellsworth, the prospector, says, now we invite you all to join us in the thoroughfare for dancing and collation. And this was that kind of wedding. It was magnificent. And the speeches were just... Everyone was with everybody else. It was it was something else. It was something else. And the, the, the dance... Anyway, I, I, I won't bore you. Not that any of this was boring. I mean, you should have been there. It was just something else. It was something else. It was a magical, magical event. And I've been to a lot of weddings. I figured out right before I left that this was somewhere between my 35th and 40th wedding and only my fifth that I've ever been a guest at. And uh, this was one for the books. It was one for the record books. Speaking of which, today, Friday, September 27th, 2019, is Google's 21st birthday. So happy birthday, Google. I remember when my genius cousin, one of my genius, all my cousins are genii, geniuses, geniuses, genii, whatever the fuck. Mm. But Josh happened to stay at our parent, my parents' place. I was like, fuck. I was 17 or 18. Uh, 18, I guess. And he's like, oh, you have the internet here? Let me show you something. It's called Google. And away we went. Um, so there we go. Also, before we get to, and I'm sorry, we do not have a happy topic for this week's episode. It is not a happy topic for this week's episode. Our feature, which was sp- supposed to be Super Ma- Super Mega Ultra Baseball 2, or Super Mega Baseball 2. No, we're going to have to deal with something else that happened while I was away. But before we get to that, today I ordered all of the parts, all the components for the rebuilding of my monster machine, my Farnum, my guy with my 24 terabyte ZFS array. I'm kind of cash strapped after the post this trip, but uh, my motherboard is frying. I'm getting over current conditions all the time, and they seem to get worse week by week. And the machine is five years old, so we're going to rip out the guts. We're going to replace the motherboard. That's all I really want to replace, but if you're going to replace the motherboard, then you have to replace the CPU, and then if you're going to replace the CPU, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're going to replace the motherboard, then you also have to replace the RAM. Blah, blah, blah. I don't need a new power source. I don't need a new video card. I don't need uh, new anything for the back end. But that did mean that I needed a motherboard with uh, 10 SATA slots. At least 10 SATA slots. Um, So, initially it looked like I was going to go with uh, the uh, Intel i9 or whatever the fuck. But that was like $200 extra and so I started looking into rebuilding uh, because right now it has an i4, only four cores at uh, I think 
4 gigahertz. Uh, I paid 400 bucks for it. And it's still like actually kind of 400 bucks, which is weird. Mm. So I wanted to upgrade. If I'm going to have to fucking rip out the guts of this machine, then I'm going to rip out the guts of this machine and replace them with better guts. So I wanted 10 SATA slots, 6 gigabyte. I wanted uh, a lot of USB 3.0 and 3.1 uh, slots for virtual reality. I wanted a uh, display port, etc, 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 etc. And I wanted, goddamn, for fuck sake, for reals, surely more than four fucking cores running on my CPU. And the way the, the way these things shook out, and I did about a week's worth of research, I'm a little sick, I'm a little under the weather, and so if this week's episode seems particularly incoherent, please, I'm sorry, but I got a flu shot, and I just got back from fucking Seattle, I think I got like a cold on the plane, which is weird, but I, th- I fought that off, but I lost like three days um, of the week starting on Monday, because I got back on Monday uh, at like 6pm um, but anyway, so the way this all shook out was I was like, okay, fine, I guess I'm going to get a Ryzen 9 because I had about like a thousand bucks to play with right around 900 bucks, but I could, you know, throw some of it on the credit card or whatever. Um, I was like, okay, fine, I'll get a Ryzen 9 uh, 3800, you know, 12 cores, 24 threads, base clock speed at like, you know, 3.8, 3.9, something like that, but it's 12 cores, so that's ridiculous, it's an amazing improvement. Hmm. And I paired it up with a motherboard and everything. And then I found out today, when I was ready to seal the deal after you know, I've been thinking about this for several weeks now, like three weeks, I've been looking at it basically every night when I'm stoned, putting together my notes and figuring out what the fuck I want to do. Find out that the Ryzen 9 3800, I think it's the 3800 that I was going to get, I can't remember I don't have it in front of me shit, my notebook, oh god damn it Ivor you son of a bitch they're out of stock those normally go for 400 bucks, which would be the second most expensive CPU that I've ever purchased in my life, I think it would be up there, not second third, third, second was the one, the, the one that's allowing me to communicate with you now through the interwebs and the first was the one that I got when I was 14, which was the first processor that was measured in gigahertz. But uh, anyway, I don't have a lighter either. Where's my lighter? They're out of stock everywhere because they were 400 bucks, and it's easily $180, something like that. It's like $120 to $150 less than the Intel i9. And it has a broader... Um, selection of motherboards that can run with it including some server motherboards and some gaming motherboards that actually have 10 SATA slots so the price skyrocketed from literally two days ago to now by some say 30% I'm saying it doubled because what once was around 400 bucks is now $800 if you can find it so that eliminated that. So now I'm getting a. Uh, I, I 
I've sealed the deal. I've ordered all the components. I'm getting a Ryzen 7 um, 8 core. So that's still an improvement. 16 threads. I think it's 16 threads. That would make sense. Um, 3.9 clock speed base uh, with a uh, fatality extreme pro gamer thing for the motherboard and then 32 gigabytes of RAM uh, and a cooler that I hope will work but the big big concern is that the CPU will work with the motherboard I checked with the manufacturer and I read all the spec sheets and I did I did all the legwork, it took me 3 hours today to do all the legwork hopefully I won't require a separate CPU to actually do the BIOS update that's needed to get uh, Matisse um AMD, you know, thir- I think they're third generation Ryzen chips uh, running with this older motherboard. Uh, theoretically, they should be shipping. It's an AS Rock, and AS Rock should be shipping this specific motherboard with the latest BIOS that will support the Matisse chipset of the Ryzen 7 through 9s and stuff like that. Anyway. That's going to be happening this weekend through Monday, so I thought I'd better record this week's podcast as soon as possible. Hopefully this will not be that long. We're not going to have a feature this week because partially because exigencies of current events have overtaken by events, as they say in diplomatic speak. This communique, this cable has been overtaken by events since it was issued. We're going to be talking about Richard Stallman this week. And this is a unique opportunity because the dead season is struck again. But this falls in line with the three other episodes. And I'm sorry, but we have to do this. We have to do this. Um, Because it falls in line with the three other episodes that we've done. We did one on gun violence. We've done several on gun violence, actually. uh, Post the... October travesty that happened out here in Vegas um, most notably our 250th episode so that would be 7 episodes ago um, and then we did one on uh, fuck what were the other two major social oh yeah the uh, the fag bag of Ion Fury and the Ogay of Ion Fury which I thought was just disastrous on both sides of that argument. And I don't know where you came down on it, but I mean, you know, it's time to be more sensitive to other people. And then we did... What was the other one that we did? Ivor, what was the other one we did? God damn it. Ugh, fuck. I... Uh, fuck, what was it? Oh, the Chucklefish controversy. Well, the Chucklefish controversy has evidently blossomed into like a nightmare scenario for all of us, and I want to discuss it. And I think the best way to address these sorts of issues is to address them head on. So that's what we're going to be doing. Ivor, punch him with the feature so we can get out of here in time to order food. Oh my god. It's Bolivian. Bolivian! 
never gonna let you down. I can read your mind. This week's teacher. I can't read you. I can't read you. I can read your mind. Take it, Scooky. Alright, so the for the hmm, for those of you who don't know, Richard Stallman, RMS, uh one of the he is the half of Linux that doesn't come from Linus Torvalds. He's the guy who made the GNU Utils. Um, that's like LS, CD, all that stuff. Um, Linus made the kernel. He is resigned from the Free Software Foundation under Me Too allegations and a long history of retroactively objectionable comments. Now, before we begin this, I want I want to say two things. Well, three things. One, there is a Jeffrey Epstein act uh, aspect to this story. It's not really brought out or borne out in any of the reportage that I have read. I've not had a huge amount of time to absorb all of the reportage. Uh but I read Ars Technica and three stories or two stories from Wired and a couple of other stories. And they all kind of they all kind of seem to conflate Stallman with like a defensive Epstein. Epstein, Epstein, whatever the fuck. First of all, that guy's a monster. I I'm sad that he is dead because I would have loved to have seen all of his victims. And all the people he twisted and abused get their day in court and see justice done. Because now he's just a floating phantom that has been somehow mercifully allowed to hang himself. Quote unquote, hang himself. Guy was a cocksucker. Guy was a monster. I mean, there, there are words. It's. I know of one darker story from the news ever in my lifetime than Epstein. Hmm. And I'm not going to recount the details of it for you here. But that is not fair. Stallman and Epstein have nothing in common. We will go into details on that in a moment. More importantly, number two, I am a very strong fucking backer of the Me Too movement women should not have to feel like they're second class. I think I speak for every fucking person who's listening to this goddamn show. If you're smart enough to have found this show, then you know. I mean, like, fuck, you know. Women are, like, I mean, it's just sounds, it's crazy that I have to say this. It's so insane. Like, and I had no idea that, like, for instance, Weinstein, Harvey Weinstein goes to this chick, he try, and I don't know if you guys remember the, you know, you guys, gals, people of the interwebs, remember the unbelievable audio recording that one of uh, Epstein's uh, or uh, uh, Weinstein's victims recorded uh, where she would not let him into the hotel room and then he jerks off into a potted plant in front of her I mean, that shit is not normal I mean, like, what the fuck? No, 
One, no means no. I mean, do I have to spell this out for everyone? Evidently, yes, we do. Which is okay. Um, And there were some aspects of the Me Too movement that I didn't even really... I never really considered in terms of, like, my own life and stuff. Like, you know, like, if you are someone's supervisor or whatever, you can't ask them out on a date. Ever. It's not appropriate. I never realized that there's, like, a power imbalance there. You know, blah. Because it's like, I like you. You know, blah. Not that... Anyway, you know what I'm saying? So, there's... And there's... Okay. So, that's... those, Those are the things that are up front. Now, the number... The third thing that I... And I think this is the most... Important is I'm not trying to take away from anyone's experience or whatever. If you know, if you've been abused or you know, if if you you know, just because someone's powerful doesn't mean that they are shielded or whatever. And it's so weird that like that that this is where we are now. Um. And I think it's good. I think it's good that this is where we are now. It's a natural evolution of, you know... But that's only for, like, the troglodytes amongst us. You know, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? And by the way, Richard Stallman is indeed a troglodyte, as am I. I'm a troglodyte as well. And by troglodyte, I don't mean, like, someone who's, like, you know, fucking constantly beating up on women or whatever. Blah. I mean, someone who leads an unconventional lifestyle who you know has a very strong philosophy and a system of beliefs and who believes in argumentation and debate to suss out those beliefs and etc. Here's what I'm trying to say. Here's my major thesis for this and hopefully we will not go longer than 20 more minutes. But this is important because this the Me Too movement which I don't think is I, 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 that's the other thing I want. I really want to say this I don't think that the Me Too movement has gone insane I think that people who are like hangers on to the Me Too movement I think the lesser or perhaps more more damaged you know like literally more aggrieved and you know rightfully so they have every right to feel aggrieved um, I think that those people well, we'll get to we'll get to the material facts in a moment, but I'm not trying to take anything away from anyone. But I do have to say that my central thesis of what has just happened with Richard Stallman stepping down from the, we'll get to the Free Software Foundation in a moment. He has stepped down from the Free Software Foundation. He has been excised from MIT. He's been exiled from MIT, uh, where he started. GNU Utils. Fuck. 40 years ago? How long ago was this? Jesus Christ. There's a great book called Hackers, Heroes of uh, the Revolution. I think that's what it's called. Um, And they go into great detail in terms of Stallman. Now, here's my central thesis. And we'll get to Stallman in a moment, but here's my central thesis. To me, it seems like the Trump era itself, which is vitiated truth 
and has vitiated justice and has vitiated social justice and has been so aligned against literally, I'm talking about truth itself, not social justice, truth, or anything like that. You don't even need to add that appellation onto it. Just truth itself. It's been so fucking, because it cannot Trump cannot stand the truth and he has all of these little lackeys who go out there and they're flat, they're, they, they are, they act as his flax, they act as his flunkies, they act as his media mouthpieces, um, his proxies, his little lickspittle fucking moralist clones. These reprehensible scumbags, these shit for brain. Mm. I mean, I, I, there, I'm going to steal from Matt Taibbi. There is no hell hot enough for these people. And I'm not just talking about the Me Too movement. I'm talking about across the board. From science to education. You know, Nancy DeVos. Fucking, you know, fucking uh, uh, Dr. Uh, fucking Ben Carson. I mean, these people are fucking morons and they believe they can get away with whatever they want to get away with and they don't care who the fuck they have to crush to get away with it so they can stay in power a little bit longer just a little bit longer a little bit longer Lindsey Graham is among them many people, you know, the entire fucking faux tea party faux, uh, you know liberty caucus or whatever the fuck they're calling themselves this day you know, oh yeah, you want to Oh, you're gonna sub. You're gonna. You're going to. You're going to impeach Bill Clinton for lying about a personal private affair that had nothing to do with the original mandate. And yes, he did lie, and that is a crime. That is perjury. That is a crime. That is an impeachable crime. I would say so. Well, you're gonna impeach him, but you're not gonna impeach this fucker who is just balls deep with the Russians and who knows that his only chance of retaining power and avoiding conviction outside of office is his retaining power so he invites, continues to invite Russian collusion. You're telling me that you guys have no opinion on that. Yeah, you guys are a bunch of fucking assholes. Anyway, and then, but this goes back for 35 fucking years in the GOP. This goes back to Newt Gingrich. I'm talking about the vitiation of truth where you start to abuse the truth and and there's never been anything like it in the American system as we have seen over the last three years. We have been lied to daily by the president. I mean daily. 12,000 times. That is an amazing amount of lies. I don't speak that many sentences. This guy tweets 20 times a day. You're the president of the United States. I like Twitter. I don't tweet more than fucking on like a drunk stone angry night. On my drunkest stone angriest night. I don't tweet more than fucking eight times. You're sp- and I don't have anything to run I mean, you know, in comparison to being the president of the United So anyway, this all goes back to climate science. They hate science. They hate the law. They hate the rule of law. They hate being held accountable for their actions. They hate being held up to the 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 um the uh, magnifying glass of moral scrutiny that reveals them as being unthinkable hypocrites. The depth of hypocrisy is literally not just breathtaking; it is unimaginable. 
It is unimaginable. If you want to see a video of this, check out my personals ad video from forever ago, where as I'm taking a sip of whiskey, which is a good idea, Ivor, I say, yeah, and you know, my name's Seth, you know, blah, blah, blah. I don't I don't smoke. I'm smoking a cigarette and I don't drink. Mm. I take a swig of whiskey. It's beyond that. It's fuck you. You can't smoke. You can't drink. I can, but you can't. So before we get balls deep into this, let me tell you about a couple of the darkest moments, because this is all wrapped up in Trump. This is all wrapped up in Trump. And Trumpism. And if you're a Trumpite, and you want to blast me, and you hate me, and you want to call me a social justice warrior, whatever, well, you know what? You're a fucking idiot. As my friend Bully Lockers forwarded to me a couple of weeks ago, many people confuse the term social justice warrior with the fact that other people have have the capacity for empathy that you lack you know I'm half Latvian Jew, half Irish Catholic my people have never had a, my, and fuck you if uh, I was raised in both traditions a believer in none, and fuck you if you wanted to find me, go fuck yourself uh, my grandmother was going to be a nun, then she met my fucking grandfather uh, right before the Korean War, he was shipping out, she married him, had my mom etc. I've been to more midnight masses than any of my Irish Catholic friends. I was also bar mitzvah. Life is not about what others define you as, it's about what you define yourself as and I believe in none, but I was bar mitzvah and I've been to more midnight masses than any of my friends. And I walked my grandmother to church more times on Sunday than any of my friends ever have. So let's get back on focus here. What I'm trying to say is this is all about Trump. Not just Trump. It's about Trumpism. And that is all about Trump. And what does that mean? That means the vitiation of truth, which is something the GOP has been working on since if you want you want to read a good book about it, if you have an open mind about it, check out this book. It's called The War on Science. It talks about the secret history of Exxon in the in the early to mid-70s when they realized that they were causing global warming and they hired the same guy who made cigarettes non-addictive and non-associative with cancer. They reversed course because at first they were going to stop global warming because they realized, holy shit, this is going to kill us all. But then they realized, oh shit, the board of directors realized, oh shit, this will kill our profit margins. And this is where the GOP has been for the last 30 35 years at least well 30, 35 years, somewhere around there since the Gingrich era and I know if you're an international listener you might not want to hear this but this is important because it's coming for you the thing is just as Orwell fucking famously said once you control the language once you control the idea once you control the method of transmitting ideas themselves it's one of the ideas of of, uh, Newspeak in 1984 was we're going to dull down the ability to express yourself so if something isn't if something is really good it isn't just fantastically good or marvelously good or wonderful or 
um, majestic or a, a moment that spoke to me throughout the ages as if, you know, all of humanity had been there with me in this moment and the universe peeled back a corner of its curtain and showed me the machinery of time and space itself in the form of this synchronistic moment that united me with everyone around. I'm thinking, of course, of Joe Jokimon Kendall's wedding. Um, Or anything like that. No, instead of if something is better than good, then it is double plus good. If it is better than that, then it's double super plus good. Well, how good is double super plus good? Well, we don't know. How good, but it plays off the vagaries of the inexpressibility of human experience in the face of overwhelming emotion. And that's part of the charm and the lyricism and the majesty of the English language and of all languages. But I like English a lot more. I like Latin a lot. I like Spanish quite a bit. I find Spanish to be a very expressive expressive language. I also really like the sound of uh, Swedish. Um, but the bottom line is this. Once you can't express over a period of maybe, you know, quarter of a decade, quarter of a century, once you can't express yourself completely, then it is very difficult to hold anyone to account for anything. And that is the central focus of this week's episode. Because I think that Richard Stallman and I once more, I gotta say this, and it sucks that I have to say this, I am not just saying this because I love Richard Stallman. Richard Stallman is a weird guy. I'm a weird guy, too. Trust me, they go after the weird guys first. And part of bifurcating and segmenting a society into factions that combat each other is that once you no longer have a a means of communication between each other, between the factions, then you can actually create a fascist totalitarian society. One in which any divergent opinion is looked on not just with scorn and suspicion, but with instant automatic derision. Let's flash back to a separate period in American history. Let's go back to the Civil Rights Movement. Okay? Civil Rights Movement pioneered this in terms of uh, in America, pioneered this. The Southern Dixiecrats of the 60s who were anti uh, integrationists they were pro-segregationist they wanted whites and blacks to be separate they pioneered this and they started talking in code meaning language that unless you were involved in the movement you would not necessarily pick up but would signal to your racist base that you were staunchly on their side. Now, we have like the double reverse mirror image of that in the Me Too movement. And I say that, you know, 
without pause or hesitation because what we are seeing now is stuff like this with Richard Stallman so my central thesis is simply this the Trump era has vitiated truth to such extent that we no longer hear or deal with the substance or factual basis of any argument or assertion we only react to who has been tarred who is the buzzword who is the buzzword that's all it is now and I'm not saying that's all it is across the board but in terms of Richard Stallman we're going to dive we're going to do a deep dive into this because on top of that central thesis I think this is all Trump because we're all we've all been driven crazy by Trump. So let's go back to Trump. I know it's an easy target, but it's it's true because I can chart my own evolution of thinking about this in terms of the Me Too movement in regards to Trump. My three saddest moments for Trump realizing that this guy was our president. These are not in order because they're all and there are many others, but these three and these are not written down, these are just off the top of my head, but one of the biggest ones that made me so sick in the stomach like I mean it, I, I I didn't sleep for like fucking three days because I was so upset over this was when Rob Porter uh, you know the liaison to the president or whatever, the guy who puts the uh, documents on the president's desk who sees what comes from the secretary of defense or secretary of state and is the filter between everything else when Rob Porter allegations on one day on Thursday I think it was a Thursday it doesn't matter it was one day it was like you know we'll say it was a Monday it was the end of the week though we'll say it was a Thursday allegations that this guy Rob Porter who Trump loved had beaten the shit out of several of his ex-wives surfaced then within 18 hours photographs of a battered woman with a black eye were on CNN and the whole fucking administration was like no no Rob Porter's a good guy I've done bad things in my life I've made mistakes. Rob Porter fucking punched his wife in the face not, you know, 20 years ago, but like three years before. What the fuck is he doing? And why are you saying that this is okay? This is not okay. It was disgusting. It was absolutely horrifying. Other, you know, just so you know where I am on the liberal scale. One of the saddest, absolute. Uh, forget Charlottesville. That was my third one. But Charlottesville was just like finding out who everyone is. Oh, there are fine people on both sides. Okay, you're a fucking racist cocksucker. The other one that really made me sick to my stomach was when, in front of a portrait of Andrew Johnson, 
He had the World War II Code Talkers, the last living Code Talkers. And he made fun of Pocahontas. Elizabeth Warren, this is like 2017. It seems like all cheap bullshit. But this is what the grab him by the pussy era gets you. So, let's talk about Richard Stallman. So when I hear that Richard Stallman resigns from MIT or is, you know, expelled from MIT. I want to know what the fuck. Now, why do I want to know what the fuck? It's not because I need to defend, I feel, you know, I need to defend Richard. If, like, I mean, Harvey Weinstein made a lot of good movies. Guy was a monster, and he destroyed people's lives. I can hold those two things in my head and I can condemn him I you know I can I can um, I can say this is not a good person and this person needs to be punished so yeah I can I can condemn him I can condemn him Harvey Weinstein by the way needs to spend the rest of his life in prison hmm well, maybe not the rest of his life. He's spent like three years in prison. Then you'll experience sexual harassment from the other. But he destroyed, for t- over 20 years, this guy destroyed. That's a, that's the other thing that you know you don't realize. That, well, I mean, I didn't realize because I've never been you know, I'm, I've never been a woman or the victim of this sort of stuff, but but, but Weinstein if you, you know, you could suck my dick and get fucked, or you'll never work in this town again. It was literally like that. That's my impression of it. And that is so monstrous, because it just, it probably destroyed hundreds of people's lives. And, you know, like, you know, you, you, like anyone else, like everyone in the world, we go out into the world trying to do something, you know, like, uh, it's not dissimilar from, you know, any young actress or whatever. <laughs> In my head, I'm flashing towards, um, and, you know, it's not funny, but it's MST. It is funny. It is funny. The MST3K, uh, sinister urge, you know, out there, there's another Mary Jane Doe coming from Nowheresville, Nebraska, with her eyes filled with stardom, you know, blah, blah, blah. But, those lives and those careers were were destroyed not cut short but destroyed and that's that is monstrous is monstrous and disgusting by the same token you also have Al Franken who I do not think yeah sure there's a picture of him taking a, he's a comedian he's taking a goofy picture pretending to grab this chick's tits and later it turns out that that chick was a Fox News operative connecting blah 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 and fuck oh and by the way I would be remiss if I didn't say fuck you Kirsten Gillibrand how the fuck is Al doing how's Al doing yeah she's still in the race I can't remember I hope she's not because she needs she needs to suck a dick and die unfortunate words there unfortunate choice of words there but Kirsten Gillibrand who called for Al Franken's fucking resignation before there was even a hearing 
about any of this shit. Same thing with Garrison Keillor, whose fucking archive of shows has only just now been restored over unsubstantiated, unmaterialized allegations that he put his arm around people in an inappropriate way while taking photos after 35 fucking years of doing a Prairie Home Companion. I mean, if if he, you know, like if he grabs you, if, if you, and by the way, also, if you say no, then fuck no. But no, these are like fucking social, I'm sorry you're uncomfortable. Say no. You know, if you're taking a picture with fucking Garrison Keillor, say no, if 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 his hand comes too far around your waist or whatever, I mean, you know, the same. The there is an onus here that I think is absolutely. You know, these were like guests on his show. These weren't. These weren't like you know. He finger banged me up my fuck. He didn't grab me by the fucking pussy. And I understand that people are comfortable with certain levels of things and and now we're all getting more comfortable with talking about it and that's a good thing. But you can't pillory these people for shit. That's the second thing. For shit from 20 fucking years ago which is a different world than the woke as fuck which I use as a term of disdain. Oh you're so woke that you destroyed like the best presidential candidates you know I think I think Al Franken would have made a fucking horrendously awesome president and I think his I think he was a great senator and I think his career in the senate being cut short by Kirsten Gillibrand who the first fu- she sees this fucking picture of a comedian and he's obviously not groping her okay so now when they came for the Jew, when they came for the queers, I said nothing. When they came for the Jews, I said nothing. When they came for the cat, when they came for the Catholics, I said nothing. And then when they came for me, when they came for the intellectuals, when they came for the for the people with with thoughts in their fucking heads, because that's what they hate most of all. They hate any sort of dissent, any sort of you know non dogmatic thought. There was no one left to come. There was, there was no one left to stand up for me. And I think that the Trump era has deranged us so profoundly that shit like this happens. Now, let's talk about the case of Richard Michael Stallman, RMS. First, there are three things I broke this down into three categories of what did he do? Okay? First, he defended the whole Epstein thing. There is no Epstein thing. One of Epstein's victims claims that she was assaulted by Marvin Minsky. There are no details about this available yet. And I am pretty sure there will never be any details of this yet no rape was alleged no you know like grabbing of the pussy was alleged no physical molestation no you know blah by the way I have to say this that it is unfair 
to hold people retroactively to a standard that has not been defined. So, for instance, 20 years ago, not 20 years ago, I would say 15 years ago, um, as an adult male, I was sitting at a bar and there was this girl that I hung out with at this bar occasionally. Um, I can't remember her name. She's a blonde girl, a little bit bigger, but anyway, one night I grabbed her and I kissed her on the mouth. I did not shove my tongue in her mouth. She didn't resist. If that was a Me Too moment, which evidently that is like, I should be pilloried for that. She didn't say, no! And we sat there and we drank and we talked and we kept going. You know, it's like, you know, I probably spent like, you know, 15 hours with her. Part of that, she didn't work for me. I didn't work with her. Um, blah, 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 blah. But I kissed her right on the mouth. And I, I, I grabbed her and I kissed her right on the mouth. And like, she didn't resist at all. I wasn't her superior. How is that bad? If you don't want me to kiss you, say, no, get the fuck off me. That is about 10, 12 years ago. Um, a girl that I had been chasing for like fucking five years at that point. She was a bartender. We were having drinks at the bar and I was really drunk and it was like, you know, I'd been drinking for like fucking 40 hours or whatever. I put my arm around her. I didn't force her into me. You know, I didn't like grab her wrists. But I, I you know, I, 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 I had my arm around her shoulder and she's like, what are you doing? I was like, oh shit, I'm sorry. I was, uh, yeah, I just thought you were, I mean, these are fine, these are, these are how people, now, if you're in a power situation, it's different, I understand that, but, you know, like, obviously, if I'd been, like, her supervisor or whatever, completely inappropriate, and I didn't understand that until the Me Too movement, but I don't think a lot of guys understand that. And beyond that, it is unfucking fair to say that me, like, going to kiss a girl who doesn't object to it and say, oh, no, no. You know, I mean, we're talking, like, as peers. Like, because I'm just a no- normal other drunk guy in the bar and you're just another normal chick in the bar, drunk or otherwise. Um, You know, I mean, by the way, like, I'm I'm... I should probably say that like no one has ever like hit me with Me Too movement stuff or whatever I'm not trying to defend myself here I'm just trying to say that like you know heterosexual males and heterosexual females touch each other and talk to each other and if you have to take photos with 160 fucking people goddamn fucking week then you're you know you put your arm around it, it just around someone's waist or whatever, and that's what got Garrison Keeler for fucking three goddamn years. His entire archive pulled. Now, what's even more dangerous is what I see happening here with Richard Stallman. And this is we'll close on this. Hopefully, we'll only go another twelve minutes. Hopefully, you all hate me now. You know, evidently, I'm a monster. You know, I mean, fuck, how are people supposed to fall in love? By the way, if it's uninvited, if it's unwanted, if it is not 
appropriate, you say no! And if it's your supervisor, then you go to HR or your supervisor, boss or whatever, then you go to HR and blah. One of the most heartbreaking things from the Me Too moment, Me Too movement was um, oh god, I can't remember her name. She went on Reliable Sources with Brian Stelter. She used to be an anchor at Fox News. Why do I keep wanting to say Samantha Power? It wasn't Samantha Power. She wrote that great book, uh, A Problem from Hell, which is a stunning book. She has a new book out, a new memoir, actually, that I want to read. I can't remember this chick's name, but she was gorgeous and she was so smart and watching this woman fall apart because they slapped her with NDAs all of these people were her superiors she was serially abused and by abused I mean when your boss takes his dick out of his fucking pants and puts it at your fucking mouth I mean Jesus and then they fired her and it ruined her career and she's a genius She's doing well now. I'm, I follow her on Twitter. I can't remember. I, I'm not stoned, but I'm I'm fairly exhausted, and and this is so stressful. Because if let's go back to my personal life, several of my major relationships in my life, they were. They were raped, and it took me a long time. It took me a long time. It took me a long time to not get so angry about that. One of them was gang raped. It took me such a long time that I think that it's made me shyer around women than most other guys. I'm a heterosexual male. But anyway. Oh god, why do we have to bring that up? Uh, So, here's what Richard Stallman did. By the way, it's unfair to to bring up stuff from 20 years ago in the Me Too in the Me Too movement moment. 1980, everyone could smoke on an airplane. Okay? Do you understand what I'm saying? If if you want to drum me out of my livelihood and, you know, my job or my Senate seat or whatever because in 1982 I was smoking on an airplane, then that's ridiculous. That's that's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. social mores and folkways they adapt over time and I'm pleased that right now we are adapting towards a healthier understanding between the sexes I do not think that's what's happened here with Richard Stallman so here's my case about Richard Stallman I broke it down into what did he do what did he do what did he say because these two pieces in Wired are fucking bullshit they bring up hearsay about here, 
Richard Stallman and the fall of the clueless nerd. The controversial pioneer of free software resigned from MIT over his remarks on Jeffrey Epstein and Marvin Minsky. Stallman won't be the last. This is by who the fuck is it? Stephen Levy. Wow, this guy's woke. This guy's woke as fuck. He does not fucking go into any of the actual he like he cites things that he says were said but they were not said by Richard Stallman they were said by Jeffrey Epstein so what did Richard Stallman say what did he do 20 years ago okay first of all evidently this is according to uh, Ars Technica's piece on this um probably the most controversial shit because everyone has hit on someone before evidently when he was you know I mean he's been a legendary genius and a nonconformist and um the you know he invented the GNU utils and a genius not that's any excuse if he were a rapist then I'd say let's fucking cut his nuts off and make him pay etc but here are the allegations against Richard Stallman that are material. One, according to Wired, he was so anti-women during the 80s and 90s that every woman who was at MIT in the computer science department had a potted plant in their office if they had an office because they knew that Richard Stallman hated plants. Wow. that What a terrible burden you must have paid. Now, of course, constant fear of being raped is one thing. Constant fear of being hit on or being told that you suck when you do suck. Maybe you suck, maybe you don't. But I'm, I'm just saying, like, we all suck when we're starting out. And this guy's been in fucking MIT. He lived at MIT for fucking since 1970 or whatever um, you know he's a gray beard but he's not a you know he's not a monster he's not a rapist monster um, so okay so we had to have plants in our offices okay so did he ever attempt to rape you these are questions that do not materialize no he didn't so far from what I've read he didn't attempt to rape anybody. Here's the most egregious physical act that Richard Michael Stallman is alleged to have uh, and I'm not defending him because of GNU utils. You know, if he did bad shit then, you know it, it, or if he held people back, but the, we're talking about highly technical fucking shit here you know we're not talking about like painting a fence or cleaning a floor or um you know uh, designing a website we're talking about highly technical shit at the highest technical levels so no one not I mean I'm sure that many 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 men felt you know rebuffed or that their careers were hindered because Richard Stallman didn't like their work. 
I under I understand that that's not a f- an equivalent comparison because these women evidently feel that they had to shield themselves from a sexual predator who never attacked anyone but by reputation and for being a nonconformist and for you know I, I'm, I'm a big fan of all the prevailing Richard Stallman jokes long before this that you know he eat, brews and eats his own toe cheese I mean the guy's a wild man he doesn't he hasn't used doesn't use YouTube I'm surprised he did a TED talk he did two TED talks they're both great but no matter how great you are you know if you hurt people you have to you should be held accountable for it I don't think that he hurt these people they don't say that he grabbed my pussy they don't say he grabbed me they don't say he physically attacked me, sexually attacked me. They do say that here's the w- one other material allegation that I've read. Um, this is I can't find the year for this and this is so common and I understand like you know you're not supposed to blame the victim or whatever like it's not like you know oh just because this happened 20 years ago you can't come forward now oh hang on one moment so the other material thing sorry about that uh, the other material thing we cut out that Richard Stallman ostensibly did that I've seen in reportage was there was a freshman at MIT it does not say the year and he, but he was like an old gray beard or whatever and she was in her MIT freshman t-shirt I don't know what that means like and all the rep- reportage and wire is like cued towards this I thought that um, everything in Ars Technica but all of these will be linked by the way in the show blurb for this week's episode he asked this girl out on a date she was 19 or she was like 17 or something like that oh god where is it hang on hang on here it is here's exactly But the occasional wired contributor, meaning Stallman, was most significantly was most significantly accused of being a formidable impediment to the careers of women interested in the free software movement and computer science more generally. Trust me, back then, he was a significant impediment to anyone. It's stepping to Darth Vader. Stallman is typically called okay, yeah, blah. Christine Corbett Moran, a technical group supervisor at NASA's Jet Propulsion Lab, wrote of meeting Stallman in her first year at MIT at a hacker conference. He's a legend. He's a hero. She's 19. She is introduced as an MIT student. She's wearing an MIT shirt. He asks her out on a date. She says no. He moves on. Stallman did not respond to requests for comment. 
What the fuck is wrong with that? Did he tackle you and rape you? Did he grab you by the pussy? No. I'm 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 sorry to put it in those crude terms, but I think that Trump has put us in this in this in these kinds of times. So he never tried to assault you. It does not sound like he tried to assault you. That's it. No. Also on Twitter, Star Simpson recalls taking a walk on the MIT campus with an upperclassman who points out all the foliage in one woman professor's office and tells her that woman that it tells her that women in computer science keep plants because, as the rumor went, Stallman hates them. Quote, I am still struck by the idea that all the professors in the lab will keep special charms and amulets to ward off a, a specific person. She writes, if nothing else, this is an incredible illustration of the lack of functional recourse that professional women there previously had. A message is sent and continuing from the piece in Wired no one in power is going to protect you if you want to survive you're on your own better get creative guess what that's the message to everyone and I don't know what the fuck this bullshit about plants and shit is I'm sure that you know I, I believe you it's fine you were traumatized by the presence of plants and a rumor that Stallman was an ogre who eats his own toe cheese and you know is a fucking wild man and he'll rape you if he finds you by the copier what the fuck are we talking about here now here's what we're talking about more objectionable are Stallman's written words on the permanent record For instance, and this is where I think that the Trump derangement is really hitting us. Because it's like now like refracted back at us by ourselves. Like, I mean, because like, I am on these women's, I'm on the side of the Me Too movement. This makes it very hard for me to be on the side of the Me Too movement. These are allegations. Of, I mean, dude, I... And no point does it say that Stallman sexually attacked me, or ever did he sexually attack me. He did have some controversial thinking on the merits of having statutory rape laws that are so arbitrary. By the way, I'm going to tell you this. This is in Las Vegas. I'm in Las Vegas right now. The statute, the age of consent in Las Vegas, in Nevada, in Nevada, is 16. Okay? Some places it's 18, some places it's 17. In Arkansas, it's any age so long as she's your cousin or sister. And if you're Rudy Giuliani, it means second cousin or or bust. That was a joke. Trying to, you know, lighten this up. But it is 16 out here in, in Nevada. I mean, that's fucked up, right? Like, 16... Then again, every time you see someone who's 35 with a 23-year-old, you know, or you know, whatever, there's a big age disparity. Blah. So why the fuck are there these fucking... Here's what he said about this. Here's what he said about this, and this is what made him resign, evidently. It is unnatural for humans to abstain from sex. No, 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 okay, that's fucked up. And he said a bunch of fucked up, crazy, whacked out things, but they were 
they were points of discussion. He wasn't advocating for child rape. Here's the thing. Here we go. This is from the Ars Technical coverage. Here we go. I'm sorry. I should have highlighted this. Fuck. Ah, here we go. I'm just going to read you from the top of this Ars Technica piece, and I'm going to close it, and we're all going to be left with a lot of shit to think about. But that's the point. I think that the the era of... Well, we'll we'll get to my concluding point in a moment, because we only have five more minutes left. I'm going to read directly. This is a great piece of reportage by Timothy B. Lee, uh, posted 9-17-2019 9.57am on Ars Technica and the link for this will be Richard Stallman the name of the story is Richard Stallman leaves MIT after controversial remarks on rape and by the way there is no such thing as legitimate rape there is only rape I'm not one of those fucking rep- you, know, you know so you can try to like come at me brah or cis or whatever the fuck you know like you know you can come at me as being just as you know part of the problem or whatever well I'm 39 and I am fucking as liberal as they come and this shit is as bad as the you know Trump defending fucking Rob Porter after beating up his wife or fucking Roy Moore after you know, that girl was 16. When you're stalking, when you're the district attorney and you're stalking girls in high school and you're pulling them out of class, that is fucked up and creepy and wrong and bad. And, not, you know, oh, but because they were so virginal. Ooh, Andy. Yeah. Jesus Christ. But here we go. Conversation that triggered Stallman's fall started when someone, names other than Stallman's are redacted in the leaked emails, posted about a planned protest at MIT. The email stated that famed MIT computer scientist Marvin Minsky, quote, is accused of assaulting one of Epstein's victims. They do not go into the details of what that assault entailed or whatever, but Stallman objected, saying that the blurb, quote, does not, does an injustice, unquote, and I believe, I believe that's true, because Minsky, fuck, now, you know, you hate to hear bad shit about your heroes. But, like, this guy, Minsky, goes back to 1940, for fuck's sake. Like, you, your only job, if you were a chick and you were allowed in the computer lab, was fucking working as, as a secretary. You were fucking filing punch cards. You know, but anyway. Stallman objected saying the blurb does an injustice to Minsky because even if it's true that the then 17 year old had sex with with Minsky, quote, the most plausible scenario is that she presented herself to him as entirely willing, unquote. One went, and then parenthetically, one witness to the alleged incident says that Minsky, who died in 2016, declined to have sex with her. And parentheses. So, like, why are we talking about this? He didn't have sex with... Anyway, whatever. Someone pointed out that the age of consent in the U.S. Virgin Islands, where the incident allegedly occurred, is 18. That makes sex with a 17-year-old girl, 
quote unquote willing or not statutory rape fuck yes but Stallman wasn't persuaded now here's the thing Stallman wasn't persuaded here's what he said in reply to this and I don't think that that's a fair characterization of what Stallman is about to say quote I think it is morally absurd to define rape in a way that depends on minor details such as which country it was in or whether the victim was 18 years old or 17 as data scientists as computer scientists as people of science as technologists as people of reason who come I'm talking about all of us and this is just me that's what he said do you not see a guy who is talking about the abstract do you not see a guy who's pointing out how ridiculous it is that we don't have a fucking universal age of consent or you know, blah, and of course he digs it, he, he goes, he, he says some really weird shit and defends some really weird shit in some weird ways but he's not talking about like, he's not trying to come out in defense of rape or defense of statutory rape or saying that Roy Moore should be the next president or <sighs> and this guy is an easy target, you know he like all of us is an outlier we are free thinkers, all of us. If you're listening to this podcast, then I assume, especially this far, you're a free thinker. You know, like you, you like Linux. You like the internet. You, you like, um, you don't want to hurt anybody. You know, you don't want to, you know, I, I, I would assume that you're some sort of somewhere high up on the scale of leaning towards secular humanism whether or not you believe in God or not that you believe that everyone has inalienable human rights that everyone should be free from from you know abuse or injustice or or you know blah these things do not sound like abuse and injustice these sound like a free thinker debating things on their merits which it seems like to me, and we'll see what comes out, you know, or what doesn't come out. But this, but Richard Michael Stallman's career now is forever irrevocably tarred with like this child rapist, you know, blah, and he did nothing of the sort and advocated for nothing of the sort, from what I've read. He said a lot of other things that have pissed me off a lot more than are you telling me that like we should you think that it's sensical that in if it happens in the Virgin Islands and she's 17 uh, that's not rape but if it happens in Nevada and she's you know 16 that that isn't rape either when that is rape you know blah that's statutory rape I mean, you know, I, I'm a big fan. Yeah, I like to date chicks who are older than me. Always have, but it's just so upsetting to me that this is why he's getting thrown out of MIT. This is why his legacy is being destroyed. And also, I don't know what happened with Minsky, but there is no link to a further explanation of what happened with Minsky. 
And when he died, I cried for an hour. I cried like when I found out that my dad died. Not that that's, you know, if you're a bad guy, then you're... But many people are many things, but also of different eras. Like in 1960... I'll, I'll, I'll close with a Bill Maher quote about wokeness and, you know, the Me Too movement and blah, which I'm, again, I'm emphatically a big supporter of. And if you are being abused, get help. Write me. Write someone. We will get you help. Um, and we will see justice is done, but but don't write me don't write me if someone put their their arm around your waist when you're taking a selfie with them. Don't write me if in nineteen you know sixty eight my mom will be the first person to tell you everyone was fucking everyone in nineteen sixty eight and they were not very many of them. <laughs> of age, like they were all flower children they were all like 17, 15 16, and it's kind of gross, it makes me pretty sick to my stomach to think about, but I, for me, okay, I'll close with this, for me, for my, my own sake my own desperately perverted you know, it's like, it just, this just does not make any sense it's like this guy is raising just a point he goes on to say later on, it's unnatural for humans to abstain from sex past puberty. I think that's true. Look at the Catholic Church. Uh, continuing, and while I wouldn't try to pressure anyone to participate, I certainly encourage everyone to do so. How is that wrong? I don't know. I don't know. Like, So all of a sudden we're we're having these truth and reconciliation tribunals that aren't truth and reconciliation they're not interested in the truth they're not interested in reconciliation they're not interested in figuring out like anything they're just interested in destroying people it that's that's what that's what evidently has happened here child pornography this quoting Richard Stallman this is weird child pornography might be a photo of yourself or your lover that the two of you shared he wrote it might be an image of a sexually mature teenager that any normal adult would find attractive what's heinous about having such a photo I mean that's pretty weird but he does kind of make a point like because he's coming from a different era these days I mean fuck you're going to jail totally, and you should even, quote, even when it is uncontroversial to call a subject depicted a quote unquote child, that is no excuse for censorship, he added and I agree with this, having a photo or drawing does not hurt anyone so, and if you or I think it's disgusting that is no excuse for censorship I agree like, and this is something that Facebook has been dealing with for the last fucking 8 years, Christ you're going to have an honest conversation about I'm taking a photo of my, you know, my baby's first first bath time, and you could see a little fucking micro button penis or whatever. That, you know, I mean, what the fuck? It's not child pornography. I think that's what he's. I don't think he's in defense of child pornography or fucking little kids. Um, and I just don't think we can hear him anymore. I don't think we can hear him past the way that that we are so infuriated 
by the flagrant abuses of Trumpism and stuff in terms of defending the most reprehensible scumbags starting with guess who president grab him by the pussy momentous week momentous week in free and open source software we will be back next week theoretically if we're still allowed to talk or if any of you want to listen it sucks it's hard to get at the hard issues but those are the those are the merits guy didn't do anything and he is toast he did invent however the GNU utils and just happened to say some things that were unpopular not amoral I think he's being judged like in reverse recrimination like not for what he said or the way he said it or when he did and because he didn't do anything he's being judged a knee jerk reaction that is unfortunate and you know portends the death the total death of the age of reason because if we can't talk about this sort of shit honestly in the computer science computer sciences and there's misogyny all up and down computer science you know it's been a male dominated you know thing for forever and not because males are better than females you know blah um and I think it's great. I think we're making progress, but I don't think that this is progress. I don't see this as being uh, a portent of good things to come. We want to have recriminating purges like this, then no one will survive. And we will strip mine ourselves of our greatest assets, both intellectually, morally, philosophically, culturally, and um, etc., those who are guilty should be punished and held to account. This is not something that is. This is not something that is constructive or good and does not bring justice to anyone. I don't think. Who knows? Maybe there's something that, that'll come out. But you know what? Maybe there's something that'll come out about anybody. Innocent until proven guilty for fuck's sake. Meanwhile, we have grab him by the pussy selling out his own fucking office and trading our election to the Russians so that he can maintain control of power. I'm not saying that the two are functionally equivalent. In fact, one is absolutely much greater than the other. That would be the president. Cheers. Thanks for listening. I will see you next week. I've or hit it. Now you listen, now you listen, for you're going to be a meek little housewife with horn-rimmed spectacles. And you're going to stay away from men and juke joints and booze and pinball machines. And you're going to wear a skirt and low-heeled shoes and you're going to wear a girdle. And especially a girdle. Business bad? Fuck you, pay me. Oh, you had a fire? Fuck you, pay me. Place got hit by lightning, huh? Fuck you, pay me. For a five times. A good idea. Four or five times. Hi there. There is delight in doing things right. Four or five times. It is I, E.B. Farnham. Maybe I'll cry. I'll get you a drink. And if I die, I'm gonna cry. Four or five times. Do you like to play? We like to play. 
I like you. We like to sing. It only runs on Linux. We like to go. Yaddy, yaddy, yo. Four or five times. We're going to have such fun. Bebop one. You're becoming hysterical. Bebop two. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Bebop three. Yaddy, yaddy, yo. Four or five times. Matt Damon. Burn everything incriminating, including this building. Burn all the White House pets, and then yourselves. Burn yourselves first. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farnham. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. Business bad? Fuck you, pay me. Oh, you had a fire? Fuck you, pay me. Place got hit by lightning, huh? Fuck you, pay me. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.